In an area of space known as the Courtyard, a Federation ship moves across the stars, patrolling the borders between three civilizations. Its mission? Maintain peace, and to remain ever watchful in endless vigilance. Stardate 2381.161 Welcome. You must be Commander Veldor. Please, come in. We've set up one of our side beds for you. We'll try to make this as painless as possible. Your medical scanning tools. Can it be painful? <laughs> no, sir. It's just a saying I've heard from Dr. Nen. Ah, thank you. Petty Officer... Petty Officer, Second Class Laria, sir. I'm the resident nurse aboard the Vigilance. Is there anything I can get for you? Water? I'm afraid I'm not caught up on Romulan beverages. Thank you, Petty Officer, but no. You are Delton? Born and raised on Delton Four, And you can call me nurse. Children True Centurion, welcome aboard the Vigilance. My name is Oraman Nen. I am the Chief Medical Officer. Ah, Doctor. Children True. Thank you, I appreciate the Romulan greeting. You're welcome, and welcome aboard. Luraya, what have you found? Initial scans show no bloodborne pathogens, viruses, unwanted bacteria, or obvious genetic defects. From what I can tell, sir, aside from the raised adrenaline level, he's in perfect health. A little stressed, are we? Absolutely not, Doctor. It's alright. We understand that it can't be easy being the first Romulan to be part of the transfer program. Doctor, I was unaware that you have access to our medical biology. Well, your biology is closely related to Vulcans. Nurse Lariah and I are capable of making the necessary changes to our instruments to account for their genetic differences, especially within the cerebral cortex. However, I'll be requesting a full physiological catalog on Romulan and Riemann's structure in DNA. For now, we've scanned you as best we can. Besides, only having partial data would be a disservice to you, sir. Luraya, would you input the data into the computer? Have it ready for me to finalize in 15 minutes, please. Of course, Doctor. Welcome aboard, once again, sir. She is a very welcoming individual, Doctor. I will admit that. You were expecting us to treat you differently? Commander, I can only hope that we can, in time, prove to you that we are pleased that you are here. You are one of many races aboard this ship with varying degrees of difficulty, translation being one. Besides, I know that you understand. You've written on such things. Four years ago, I had an opportunity to read your thesis on behavioral impacts to beta quadrant species regarding setbacks in universal translation. You've read my thesis. Yes. I thought it was very insightful. I especially enjoyed your piece regarding the Horta and their ability to communicate through sound vibrations and our interpretations of their behavior. You're all done now, but in the near future, I'd like to run a cardio and stamina test you wish to see the science lab, come back and see me at any time. By all means, Doctor. That would be excellent. Doctor, I will make it a point to speak to the Ambassador regarding your request, and my support for it.
I hope you'll find these quarters comfortable, Ambassador. These quarters will do just fine. Thank you, Captain. And Envoy, your quarters are right next door. If either of you require anything, please don't hesitate to contact me. Thank you. Ambassador, if you could both meet me in my ready room, say 15, 30 hours, I can answer any questions you may have. Thank you, Captain. That would be fine. You're not going to assign an escort, Captain. Uh, If you'd prefer an escort, I can assign one to help you find your way around, but there are terminals throughout the ship you may access that will do the same for you. We will not need an escort, Captain, and thank you for your show of trust. Old biases must end here, Ambassador. Well said, Captain. Until later. He surprises me. He surprises me as well. Enter. Hello, Commander. Please, have a seat. I see you found your quarters in a uniform. Thank you, sir. And yes. I trust everything went well in sickbay. Yes. The chief medical officer and head nurse were very efficient. And... And what, Commander? Permission to speak openly, sir? Yes, of course. I was expecting the reluctance and distrust, given that I am Romulan. Not sincerity and understanding. Ah. Well, Dr. Nen and Nurse Lariah are a part of our medical crew, and frankly, I would expect nothing less from them. I have not explained myself correctly. I was expecting reactions from the crew, similar to Commander Hawthorne's. But I have received the opposite. For example, you respected my situation and position by allowing me to find my own way about the ship after I arrived. Commander, I've read your file, and it suggests to me that you are a very precise and diligent individual. I suspected you didn't need an escort to find your way around. I assumed you'd already studied the Vigilance's deck plans. Correct, Captain. But I suspect that Commander Hawthorne thought I needed an escort for other reasons. Ah, well... Some are better suited to change than others. Now, it appears that your uniform is missing something. As my second, you will need these Lieutenant Commander pips. Thank you, Captain. Okay, Commander, if there's nothing else, please report to the Science Station for Alpha Shift at 0800 hours tomorrow morning. If you don't mind, sir, I would like to spend the remainder of today's Alpha Shift familiarizing myself with my station and the bridge. Excellent. Owen, welcome aboard, Commander. Thank you, Captain. Quinn to Reznov. Reznov here. What can I do for you, Mitch? Uh, I'm a little busy down here. I uh, need a bottle for dinner later, and I figured that you might have one or two hidden away. Really? So, who is she? Nikolai. Okay, okay. I may have a bottle of Aldebaran whiskey I can stand apart with. Will that do? Really? You're offering me an illegal bottle of whiskey? Nikolai, we're Starfleet officers, and we should be setting a proper example for others. You may be, but not me. Remember, you dragged me into this. I came here because of you. Now, do you want that damn bottle or not? (sighs) Fine. Quinn out. Bloody hell.
reporting for duty, Commander, for the remainder of Alpha Shift. Fine. You may take your position at the science station, Commander. Welcome aboard, Commander. Uh, thank you, Ensign... Shivari, sir. Jera Shivari. Thank you, Ensign Jera Shivari. Lieutenant Max, please help the Lieutenant Commander familiarize himself with our station's controls. Aye, sir. Thank you, but that will not be necessary, Commander. Hmm. We will see. Enter. Good evening, Ambassador. Will the envoy be joining us? Envoy Sisik will not be attending. Please, make yourself comfortable. Oh, uh, allow me. Why, thank you. Are your quarters sufficient, Ambassador? Is there anything else you require? My quarters are excellent, thank you. There is one thing, if you don't mind. While we are alone, please call me Katara. I sometimes get tired of all the formalities, and would like to just let my hair down, as your Earth saying goes. I understand completely, Ambassador um, Katara. Please call me Mitchell, or, or Mitch. Whichever you prefer. That is one thing I find interesting. Mitch. The ability to shorten one's given name to sound more casual. Or is there another reason for doing so? I guess there's several reasons. And it also depends on the person doing so. Forgive me, but I do not understand. Uh, well, let me give you an example. Uh, growing up, I was called Mitch by my family and friends, but if they were angry at me for something... They might call me Mitchell. Especially my mother. Whenever she called out, Mitchell, I knew I was in some trouble. <laughs> Were you called Mitchell a lot? <laughs> I wouldn't say so, but others might. For some, the full version of our name is more common with our childhood. Rarely would adults use a shortened given name when talking to a child. Another example would be its use in a romantic relationship. Either could be used, depending on the mood. Uh, this is confusing. <laughs> it can be. So, which would you prefer I use? Uh, I've always preferred Mitch over Mitchell. Then, Mitch it is. Unless you are in trouble for something. <laughs> uh, forgive me for asking... Does anyone call you Cat? In Romulan society, it is not an accepted practice to make our names sound more casual. Our names have meaning and status. And what does your name mean? My full name is Katara Deveras Tiparal. That would tell others in Romulan society that I am Katara, born on Deveras, and of House Peral. Does the planet you were born on make a difference among Romulans? To some. If I were born on Romulus, my second name would be the name of the city or province I was born in. Katara Devoras Tipiral. It's quite a nice name. Thank you, Mitch. And does your name have a similar meaning? Uh, my full name is Mitchell Andrew Quinn. 
Mitchell is my father's middle name, and my middle name was my grandfather's given name. Quinn is my family name. I guess it's sort of similar to your house name. So, your name has meaning as well. I guess it does. Well, Katara, would you care to be my guest for dinner? I would like that, Mitch. Yale, Alpha Shift is over. You realize that, right? Yes, but I... I just need to make one final diagnostic of the EPS shunt from the impulse reactor. <laughs> oh man, do you ever eat? Okay, I, I'm not that bad, Lynn. I just like to be thorough. You know, Yale, there are other engineers who can perform a level 5 diagnostic. I know that, Lynn. But... As you pointed out only a few days ago, this is the first time we've been out of dock. I mean, this is practically our shakedown cruise. I just want to make sure we're in the best shape we can be. Yeah, I get that, Gail. But our shift is over, and there isn't anything that'll happen or break that Beta Shift can't handle. I just want us to be ready, you know? You don't think we are? I mean, look around you. Engineering has been humming with added vigor over the past two days. Our systems are working beyond peak efficiency. That doesn't look like a level 5 diagnostic. What are you trying to do, Yale? Oh, um, I'm trying to see if I can improve the power flow from the EPS shunt to the impulse reactor. Right, and have you asked the commander about that? N no, I, I thought I would take the initiative and, well... Surprise him? All right, I, I, I see what's going on here. And have you figured out a way to do that? Well, no. But if I redistribute the power from the relays, I might... <sighs> Come on, Yale, did the commander jar you that much? Jar? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what's a glass container have to do with this? Oh, no, no, it's, it's a saying from home. I mean, did he disturb you that much regarding the intermix readings? Hmm. Logically, it must have been nice to grow apart, Vulcan. Yeah, it was a breeze. <clears throat> Listen, Yale, we all need to eat. Trills included. Come and join me for dinner. But if I can just figure this out, then maybe... Yale, eating dinner would be far better than having you accidentally feed back energy from the shunts to the impulse drive. But I... Please, Yale. <sighs> Alright, Lynn. Beta Shift can have this one. Lead the way. That was quite enjoyable. What was that called again? Chicken stuffed with broccoli and cheese wrapped in bacon. Oh, it was one of my favorite dishes growing up. Would you care for a drink? Thank you, yes. Aldebaran whiskey. Interesting. I thought it was illegal in your federation. <laughs> It is, but some of our vices are less of a concern to most. Is this all right? I could get you something else. No, no, it's perfect. It's just... I'm surprised it isn't Romulan Ale. Uh, if you would prefer Romulan Ale, I could get some. Actually, Mitch, 
I don't like the taste of Romulan ale. Then if you don't mind me asking, why did my choice surprise you? I have met several different races, and given my station, others have always tried to please me with Romulan food or beverages. And is that a good thing that I didn't? It is. Well, good. (laughs) I'm glad. I was planning to have you try cheesecake and coffee with hazelnut cream for dessert. I'm looking forward to it. One tumbler with ice. Parson the log. Stardate. <laughs> Dashing dress threads. Dashing dress threads. Who does that Andorian upstart think she is sucking up to the captain like that? She didn't see anything about my dress uniform. Well, clearly that ensign is sucking up to him. This was obvious that I look better anyway. Well, I'm sorry, my dear. His eyes on another. Oh, and speaking of that. Ambassador Peral. Oh, okay. Sure, granted, she is an attractive female for a Romulan, but that does not excuse his actions. The captain of a starship, regardless of whomever the greeting, is to be of the utmost in manners and seamless decency. Standing there with his jaw on the floor like an adolescent boy is absolutely and completely unbecoming of his station. Are we certain he actually graduated from the Academy? The last thing Starfleet needs is another damn James T. Kirk. This is unacceptable. I'll have to read over his file further. What a lack of decorum. This is unacceptable. Inexcusable. And you know what else is unacceptable? Belaying my order for our Romulan friends to escort to sickbay. That's standard protocol. Well, I could cite the code, but I doubt it would do any good on their damn ship. What does Quinn know that I don't? Anyway, I really don't see how that's possible for him to know anything I don't. I'm his XO. I should be privy to absolutely anything Starfleet sends. Furthermore, my initial meeting regarding the Centurion Valdor has affirmed my suspicions. He's everything I thought he'd be. Dangerous, arrogant, just like every single damned Romulan I've ever come across. Speaking of which, what about that damned crewman that got my wizard? Dead minion, not watching where I'm going, sauntering back in forth from the corners Yeah? Is something wrong? No? Uh, why? It could be because you haven't touched your food in about five minutes. It's fine. Sorry. Um, no, everything's, uh... It's fine. Have you eaten today? (laughs) Well, of course I have. Really? 
Okay, um, can I confide in you? Uh, of, of course. Anything. I haven't. I'm just, I'm, I'm so busy most days, I don't even stop for breakfast, and most evenings I don't eat until I get back to my bunk, and besides, I'm not even that hungry. Yale, you have to know that that's not good for you. I know, I know, it's terrible. Please don't think I don't tell myself that. I'm not actively trying to starve myself, but you know me. Yeah, I know you. By the time I get back to my bunk, I've thought of something I might have missed, or I'm second-guessing myself as to something I did. Did I reset the system after running a scan on the vectored exhaust director? Did I fully check the immediate use tank supplying the impulse propulsion systems? Oh, but then I begin to wonder if I forgot... Yeah, yeah, don't worry, I get it. You know, but, but when do you take time for you? You know, do you have any hobbies? Have you read any good books? Uh, do you... Do you, um... You, you don't have a boyfriend, do you? I don't. Not really. And aside from the ship's technical manuals? <laughs> yes, aside from the ship's technical manuals. <laughs> well, uh... No for all. Well... When I was at the academy, I, I did enjoy rock climbing. Really? That's surprising. Yeah, it it really allowed me to, to think, you know? Oh? Yeah. Whenever I had a problem I need to work out, I always went to the academy's gym. They have a really good rock wall. When I was feeling particularly adventurous, I'd, I'd even use the academy's hollow suites. Climbing just... It allowed me to think through technical issues, like... Like a... Uh, how to properly assemble the impulse nozzle coaling to the aft cap correctly. Oh, and, and during this one class, I was given the task of figuring out the correct uh, venting volume of impulse plasma out of the electrophorus plates just enough to allow a starship to go under a sensor reading for long enough to be within transporter range. Oh, really? Yeah. And and even now, with what Commander Reznov has shown us regarding how to keep our intermix ratio up, I'm wanting to go over that information again. I mean, maybe we can even improve upon it. Maybe we can... Yeah. Oh, um, yes? Eat your food before it eats you. So tell me, how'd the date go last night? <coughs> <coughs> Bloody hell. It was not a date. It was just dinner. Sure it was. Let me see if I can guess. You had... Chicken stuffed with broccoli and cheese. Oh, and, and wrapped in bacon. Yes. Then for dessert, you had coffee. Uh, probably hazelnut cream in that coffee. And cheesecake. Oh, and let's not forget the whiskey you asked me for. So did you serve it before or after dessert? Oh, yeah? What makes you think that's what we had for dinner, smart guy? <laughs> because that's what you always serve when you're trying to impress a girl. So tell me, she as beautiful as some are saying? As some are saying, what else are they saying? Oh, you know, not much. Just that you were on a date with the Romulan ambassador. It wasn't a date. I believe you, Mitch. Honestly. So how beautiful is she? <sighs> Very. I knew it. Totally was a date. Oh, look at the time. I gotta run. I'll talk to you later, lover boy. Uh, uh... Bloody hell.
Captain, the reports from Beta and Charlie ships. Thank you, crewman. Commander Valdor, how are you adapting to your position and the ship? Very well, thank you, Captain. While I enjoyed my time aboard the Curie, this newer class of ship offers benefits I find intriguing. Excellent, Commander. And the crew? As long as I don't have to repeat my orders, everything should be fine. Have you had to do that? Not as of yet, but it's only a matter of time. Permission to speak freely, Captain? Granted. This ship seems to lack the rigidity as I'm used to seeing in personnel. If you do not mind me saying so, this is a little too familiar of an atmosphere. Ah, I understand completely. There are captains that are more rigid than others within Starfleet. I'm one that looks for balance. We have a rank structure, but my crew is like my family. Interesting. Envoy Sisic to Captain Quinn. Go ahead. The Ambassador wishes to speak with you in her quarters at your earliest convenience. I'm on my way. Commander Hawthorne, you have the con. Aye, sir. I have the con. Enter. Good morning, Ambassador. Envoy. Good morning, Captain. You were very prompt. Well, I wasn't really doing too much. Yes. Only captaining a ship. Ahem. <clears throat> My apologies, Ambassador. Captain. Commander Valdor has notified me that your chief medical officer wishes to obtain a full medical write-up on Romulans and Remans. Per the recommendation of the commander, I am granting the request. Oh, that's excellent. I'm sure the good doctor will appreciate that. Would you care to introduce me to your doctor, so I can provide him with the necessary documents? Computer. Location of Dr. Nen. Dr. Oriman Nen is currently in sickbay. Care to accompany me to sickbay, Ambassador? Yes. Oh, uh, Envoy, would you care to join us? Unfortunately, he has other things to attend to. Yes, I have other things to attend to. Captain, I must say, I am surprised with your crew. Really? How so, Ambassador? Has someone acted inappropriately? I am unsure. Actually, I am surprised and confused by the few that I have come across, and how they have acted. <clears throat> Deck two. How have they acted? I don't understand. A couple of female crew have greeted me kindly, and a couple of the male crew have had trouble expressing proper greetings. Similar to how you greeted me in the transporter room. <coughs> Is there something wrong? Uh, no. No, everything's fine. Sickbay's this way. Good morning, Captain. Ambassador? Crewman. That's the reaction, Captain. Oh, look. <laughs> We've arrived at sickbay. Ah, and there's the good doctor. Dr. Nin, do you have a moment? Hello, Captain. Of course. How can I help you? Dr. Nin, Nurse Loria, I'd like you to meet Ambassador Tipirao. 
Good morning, Ambassador. Hello, Ambassador. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Ambassador, if you'll excuse me, I must return to the bridge. Certainly, Captain. Did I miss something? <laughs> I think we all did. Commander Hawthorne, you have the con. Aye, sir. I have the con. Welcome to the bridge, Lieutenant. Thank you, Ensign. It's gonna take some getting used to. Oh, don't worry. It'll be like second nature and comfortable in no time. I hope so. Pardon me, Lieutenant? Oh, I know it will. Thank you again, Ambassador. I appreciate you taking the time to give us this information. Starfleet's information regarding Romulan biology is still very limited. This will go a long way to making sure that we can keep Commander Valdor healthy. I believe it will go a long way in building trust between us as well. I couldn't agree more. All right, Ambassador. The system should be ready for you to input the fetch codes. After that, the system should download only the data that you tag. Thank you, Doctor. You are efficient. I do try. Computer. Please establish link to Romulan Star Command. Authorization required. Medical request. All medical catalogs relating to Romulan and Riemann, physiology, biology, structure, and DNA. Voice authorization, Ambassador Katara Deveris Tipperal. Authorization recognized. Connection established. Please download all tagged catalogs. I trust that will be sufficient, Doctor. More than so. Thank you, Ambassador. Nurse Lurai and I certainly have some work ahead of us. Then I won't keep you. However, may I ask you a question, Doctor? Of course. I am trying to understand the reactions of some of your male crew members towards me. I, uh, um, I believe Nurse Lurai would have better insight here than I regarding that. I will leave you both to this. Nurse, come and see me when you're finished with the Ambassador. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you, Doctor. Nurse, do you think you would be able to assist me in understanding the crew's reactions toward me? <gasps> oh, I would indeed. Thank you. Some of the male crew have shown themselves to be uncomfortable around me. The captain seemed apprehensive in explaining why. Am I offending them somehow? Ambassador, you're not offending anyone. You're simply not what everyone was expecting. But that's not a bad thing. I'm afraid I don't understand. Everyone was expecting a much older Romulan ambassador, not a young and beautiful woman such as yourself. So the crew... Oh. Oh. So they think I'm beautiful? The captain had the same reaction. Oh my. Uh-huh. <laughs> now you're getting it. You don't need to be psychic to see some human's emotions. That would mean the captain? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, thank you, nurse. You're welcome, ambassador. Ensign, what is our ETA to cure station at our current speed? Our current ETA at warp 7 is two days, sir. Thank you. You know, Commander... We could shave off a fair amount of time if we increase to warp 8. 
I mean, we'd be justified since we are escorting an ambassador. No. We will continue to cure station at our current speed. Is that understood? Yes, sir. I was merely suggesting... Is that understood, Ensign? Is that understood, Ensign? Yes, sir. You don't have to be a complete ass. And what was that, Ensign? <clears throat> Nothing. Maintaining current course and speed, sir. <laughs> oh, yes, he does. <laughs> and you, Commander? Are you up to speed on your station? I believe I have managed to acquaint myself with your Elkar's interface well enough to perform my duties, sir. Have you now, Commander? And has the Commander picked up anything on long-range sensors? No, sir. I have not picked up any... Commander, we have just picked up a distress beacon. A distress beacon? Do we have a point of origin? The distress beacon originates from a USS Citadel, sir. The Citadel? Are you certain? I am. Where the hell are they? Long-range sensors have picked them up, sir, sending you their coordinates. Commander Valdor, you will inform the captain immediately regarding the situation. I already started to. Captain, we have just received a distress beacon from the USS Citadel. Acknowledged. On my way. Report. Captain, the distress beacon puts the citadel in the Narendran corridor. Helm, distance and time from our present location to the Narendran corridor? Approximately four hours, sir. Hmm. Helm, change course for the Narendran corridor, warp seven. Changing course. Lieutenant Max, anything on long-range tactical? Not yet, sir. All stations, get me something. Lieutenant Draw, secure channel to Commodore Williamson. Patch it through to my ready room. Aye, Captain. Commander Hawthorne, you have the con. Aye, sir. Damn. I have Commodore Williamson on comm, sir. Put him through. Commander. Commodore, we just received an automated distress beacon from the Citadel, sir. Permission to investigate. Did you establish communications with them? No, sir, but we're still trying. Anything on long-range sensors? Uh, no, sir. Damn. Okay, I have to contact the Klingon ambassador. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Williamson out. <sighs> Bloody hell. Enter! Captain, I must insist that you return to our original course to Cure Station. You cannot take the Ambassador into Klingon space. There must be another ship that can respond to the distress beacon. Envoy, I understand your concern, but we're the closest Federation ship able to respond. Again, Captain, I must insist that you take the Ambassador to Cure Station. I cannot allow you to put the Ambassador at risk. Again, I appreciate your concern, but hold on. How do you even know about the Distress Beacon? If you won't stay your course, then you'll leave me no choice but to speak with the Ambassador. <clears throat> I don't think I like him.
Computer, where is the location of Ambassador Ovac? Ambassador Ovac is in the Cleon diplomatic office. Ops. Ops control here. Have we received the distress beacon from the Citadel? Yes, sir. However, the beacon just ended. Have you been able to establish communications? Negative, sir. All attempts to contact the Citadel have failed. Anything on long-range sensors? No, sir. Continue trying to raise the Citadel. Contact me immediately if they respond. What would be the estimated time to the Narendran Corridor at maximum warp if the Vigilance changed course? At their present course, it will take the- Present course? They've already changed course, haven't they? Yes, sir. Damn it. Damn it! Computer. Command override. Diplomatic level. Command override. Acknowledged. Good morning, Commodore. Good morning, Ah, Commodore. A surprise indeed. What can I do for you? My apologies for showing up unannounced, Advocate. However, I must speak with Ambassador Ovac. The Ambassador is, unfortunately, indisposed at the moment. He is in no position to currently assist anyone. Damn! Advocate, there is a Starfleet vessel in distress inside the Narendran Corridor. I need the approval codes to send another ship inside to render assistance, and I do not have time to wait for the Ambassador to sober up. I understand, Commodore. I think I can help you with that. Please, give me a moment. Williamson to Ops, give me an update. Nothing new to report, sir. All attempts to raise the Citadel continue to be met with zero response, and the Vigilance is still en route. Acknowledged. Williamson out. Here are your approval codes, Commodore, with blessings from the High Council. Is there anything else I can do for you? Thank you, Advocate. If I need anything further, I will certainly contact you. Very well. And if I may, I would advise you to proceed with caution. It would not surprise me to learn that the signal would have been noticed by the great houses as well. Agreed. Thank you. You are welcome. With respect, I have voiced my concern with the captain that, entering Klingon space with you, a designated Romulan representative of the Proconsul, 
is nothing less than irresponsible. And what exactly would you have Captain Quinn do, Sissick? His first duty is to you. His orders were to shuttle you to Cure Station. The Klingons are already allies with the Federation. We are not. You are steadfast in that opinion? I am. Your safety is my utmost duty and privilege. A duty you have never wavered in, my friend. However, you are wrong, Sissick. We need to abandon old biases like these. As the Romulan representative to Cure Station, a station built to move us toward a hopeful peace, it is my duty to make sure this occurs, no matter what the cost. I am not afraid, and I will not cower in the shadows in the face of old enemies. This concern is as much the Federation's and the Klingons as it is mine. Hmm. As you wish. Ambassador. But you've changed course. And now, we are headed toward the Narendran Corridor with a Romulan ambassador aboard without authorization or approval codes. Do you think that's following protocol? Commander, I understand your concern. But we're the only ship in the area that can respond. And I'm certain we'll get those codes. May I remind you, Captain? As per Starfleet regulations... I am well aware of Starfleet regulations, Commander. But I've made my decision. Captain, Commodore Williamson on secure channel from Cure Station. Put him through. I will return to the bridge, Captain. Commodore, tell me you were able to secure the approval codes to enter the corridor. I'm sending them to you now. Thank you, sir. I'm just glad I got them before you tried to enter the corridor without them. Sir, I wouldn't have tried to enter the corridor. Mitch, Mitch, it's okay. Good luck. Prayers are with you. Williamson out. Ensign, continue present heading. Maximum warp. Go. Aye, sir. Warp 9 engaged. Lieutenant Dra, these are the approval codes to enter the Klingon corridor. Aye, Captain. Have you been able to establish communications with the Citadel? No, sir, but still trying. Commander Valdor, anything on long-range sensors? Nothing on long-range sensors, Captain. And we are no longer receiving the Citadel's distress beacon. Lieutenant Max, anything on tactical? No, sir. Does anybody have anything? Mitch, we've changed course. And we're at maximum warp. What is going on? We've received an automated distress beacon from the USS Citadel. We have nothing on long-range sensors, we've had no luck contacting them, and we're no longer receiving their distress beacon. What can I do to help? Pray, Lieutenant Commander. Yes. Pray. The only way a distress beacon would end is if it were turned off by the captain. Or... Or... If... The ship was destroyed. I'm hoping they're having communication issues. Captain, permission to enter the bridge? 
You do not require my permission, Ambassador. Thank you, Captain. Envoy Sissick has updated me regarding your new course. I felt it was important for you to know that I support your course change and recognize the need to investigate the distress beacon. If there is anything I can do to assist, please ask. I will, Ambassador. Thank you. You know what? I like her. We are ten minutes from the coordinates, Captain. On screen. Half impulse. Aye, Captain. Half impulse. Okay. Lieutenant Max, do you have anything on tactical sensors? No, sir. Commander Valdor, anything on short or long-range sensors? Nothing, Captain. Lieutenant Draw, anything from communications? No, sir. Helm. Magnify forward view. Go to yellow alert. Full stop. Aye, Captain. Full stop. Lieutenant Max. Anything? No, sir. Nothing on sensors either. Uh, any warp traces, Nikolai? I can confirm that the Citadel's warp trail ends at these coordinates, but there are no other warp signatures make any sense. Commander Valdor, are you picking up any ship debris? No, sir. Mitch, it's as if the Citadel just vanished. That's impossible. Captain, three Klingon birds of prey to cloaking. been listening to Old Biases, Episode 3 of Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production, a Two Sober Dwarfs Productions podcast, making magic for your ears. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Robert J. Harrower and Vincent J. Loria. It was audio engineered and edited by Robert J. Harrower, Vincent J. Loria, and Isaac Gooch. The voice talents for this episode are Craig Hustler as Commander Mitchell Quinn, Robert J. Harrower as Lieutenant Commander Wilfred Hawthorne, Matthew James Lottie as Lieutenant Commander Nikolai Reznov, Gary Warnock as Lieutenant Commander Dulon Valdor, Jordan Pierce as Lieutenant Max, Mandy Kay as Lieutenant Junior Grade Tila Draw, Abigail Wall as Ensign Jera Shavari, Daniel Ward as Dr. Oroman Nen, Jade Loria as Nurse Loria, Hazel Newman as Ensign Yale Tour, Isaac Gooch as Ensign Lin Hoi Chang, Eloria Shaw as Ambassador Katara Tiberal, Rihanna Gould as Cure Station Computer, Michael French as the Vigilance Computer, Kevin Scarf as Commodore Stephen Williamson, Miranda Celine as Cure Station Ops Controller Lexa Atwood, James Haney as the Riemann Envoy Sissick, Renika Kendall as Cure Station Officer Regan Packwood, as a Vigilance crewman. Oliver Hickey as Advocate de Joe. Original music for this episode was provided by Nate Reynolds Welsh. Once Upon a Time was provided by Adrian Von Ziegler. 
and Ludwig von Beethoven's Seventh Symphony, Second Movement, is public domain. Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production, is based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. For more information about this episode, or to find us online, please visit us at twosoberdwarfsproductions.com, on Twitter at Two Sober and at Vigilance Trek, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Two Sober Dwarfs Productions. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. Two Sober Dwarfs Productions, the website, the promotion thereof, and this fan audio drama are not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial fan-made audio production intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. No alleged independent rights will be asserted against CBS or Paramount Pictures.